Okay, uh, here we go. Here we are on the final episode of Matt's going away party. Wow. I am recording this from my house, from the place I've been living in for the past year and a half. Yes, it is a treehouse. Literally, it's a treehouse. You're going to hear some cars driving by because there's a road right here, but don't worry, it's not too, too often. Um, Hopefully, it doesn't get too annoying. I am recording this from my treehouse, my house, because the Yes House right now is going under construction. Like Everything is being removed. Everything on the walls is being taken down, all the frames all the paint, everything that we've put up. um, It looks very barren and kind of sad, to be honest, and is very representative of the end of the chapter that we're all living through at the moment in Yes Theory. And I think it's actually kind of cool that I get to record this from my house. I haven't done a podcast here yet, so this is where I spend, honestly, the majority of my time and where I've spent a lot of the time writing the book. Um, just working on my computer here on Zoom with Darren. So we're here. This is the context. This is the setting. And this is the last episode. Before I begin this podcast, I would advise anybody that's listening, if you're on audio right now, if you can switch to video, I think you'll get a much better experience. We're going to throw in some clips of different stuff that's happened over the past few years while writing the book. uh, And I think it'll make it super interesting. It's super fun to watch. So if you can, turn a video. If not, all good. I was thinking about where to start this podcast, and I wanted to start with a story. And the story takes place in a very similar setting to this, on a front porch, in nature, on my own, on a chair. And this was about a year and a half ago, about three weeks into starting the book again, I've shared this part of the story many times where I quit and then found Darren and and Darren was down to help me write the book. And I went out to Montreal to work on it with him. And it was this incredibly difficult, but also beautiful experience. And we've been working in the city for a few weeks and I'm starting to burn out. We're not making that much progress on the book. We're still kind of setting the foundation and writing the first few chapters And I am just done. I'm wiped. And he's like, okay, let's take a break. Let's change the setting a little bit. So his girlfriend, Sandrine, agrees to let us stay at her cabin, which is about an hour from Montreal. And it's in nature. It's quiet. It'll be great for writing. So I say, let's freaking do it. We get in the car. We go to her cabin. And we start working on the book there. And at this point, I'm so low on sleep. I'm sleeping so little. I'm so stressed out by this book. Again, we're not making progress. And I thought that being in this cabin in the woods would help, but it's not helping. Like as soon as Darren and I start working downstairs in the basement on the book, I start to, to feel this like angst set in. And about halfway through the day, Darren sees me struggling and says, let's go outside. Let's get some air and I'll give you your space. He goes off on a walk with his girlfriend and I sit out front on her porch, just looking out at the nature in front of me. The sun's coming down on me. 
I am like, I feel 10 years older than I am. I am just completely broken. And I kind of just sit down and hunch over. I have my hands out. And all of a sudden, this ladybug lands on my left hand. And I look down at her. And her right wing is broken. And I feel really bad. But there's nothing I can do. I can't really move her. So I'm just going to... I just decide to kind of sit there and watch her. And she starts to like do this thing with her, her left side of her body where she's trying to like fix her right side of the body and she's trying to like heal her own wing. And I'm watching this ladybug for like 10 minutes. And after about 10 minutes, I think to myself, if this ladybug can fly again, then I can finish this book. And when I said that in my head, I was 100% sure that this ladybug was not going to fly again. 100%. There, there was literally no chance. Her wing was totally broken. And so it was kind of a long shot. I was like, there's no way this is going to happen. So this is an easy bet with myself. And then I kid you not, five minutes later, after just going to work on her wing, I watched this ladybug just soar, just fly again, just go off. And I smiled to myself. I was like, wow. Alrighty, I have no choice. I got to do it. So I went back down and from that moment on with the book, I was fully committed this this very simple example that was laid before me of this insect going through the hard work to fly again was the thing I kept thinking about throughout the struggle of writing this book, which took me way longer than expected and was a hundred times more difficult than I could have ever anticipated. And... The reason I want to share that story is because as I speak right now, I feel like I'm about to take flight. I feel like I've spent the past few years of my life working so hard, not only on the book, but to heal myself, to get better to heal relationships, to have hard conversations, to come back and say goodbye, which has been a really hard but also marvelous experience for me. And I've just gone through all this work. And as I record this, this last podcast of this few months series that we've done here, and this may sound weird and maybe a little arrogant, but I am in awe of myself. I am in awe of what a human being can do because it was the same thing. I was 100% sure there was no way 
I could be here right now in this moment talking to this camera saying, I did it. And I'm doing it. I'm talking right now. It's happening. I'm saying it. It's real. This is real life. At the time of recording this, it's been a little over a week since the launch of the book. It's crazy to think about the amount of people that have ordered the book, that have given feedback on the book, that have shared what it's meant to them, how it's affected them, how they're changing their lives because of it. This memoir that I wrote that was my story that I hoped would inspire people, I see it now inspiring, actually inspiring people. Throughout my life, I've struggled with two things. One is celebrating myself, and two is saying goodbye. I don't know exactly where the first one comes from. I'm not sure why it's so difficult for me to celebrate my own wins. What I usually experience is more relief, a sense of like collapse at the finish line. But in this moment right now, talking to you and sharing this story, I think I want to take this moment to actually celebrate myself. And yes, I have such an enormous amount of gratitude for all the people that have gotten me to this point. I've talked about them. I've had them on the podcast. They're in the book. I think I am pretty good at expressing my gratitude to the people who support me and to the people who help me, including this community, including you watching. But I feel like the person that I don't celebrate enough or express enough gratitude for is this guy. This guy's amazing. Like, I I feel like I really just got to acknowledge myself. And there are a lot of people in my life and there are a lot of people in this community, in the Yes Fam, who have noticed how difficult that is for me and who have constantly tried to say, like, are you receiving this? Like, are you truly seeing what you've done? Are you truly able to celebrate? And yeah, in this moment, I, I, I do want to take a moment to just thank myself and just give myself a pat on the back. And when I say myself, yes, I mean my adult self, but I also mean this little kid inside of me that's just... <sighs> works so hard. And truly, truly deserves the rest he wants and needs. <sighs> Thanks for letting me do that. Definitely at first. Definitely at first doing that on camera. Um, the second thing that I'm really not great at and that I'm learning how to do is say goodbye. And this past year has been been this long excruciating goodbye process and I've shared this part of my life before but I'll do it again here in case anybody's unfamiliar with it when I was seven years old and also this is in the book but when I was seven years old my family and I moved from Paris France to Greenwich Connecticut in the U.S. and a lot of kids move at young ages and adapt very quickly and love their new lives and get into a flow. 
But for me, that move triggered something that in many ways I'm still working through. And one of the things that it triggered was the fact that my experience of saying goodbye is a very sudden experience. Because my family and I moved overnight, there wasn't this gradual goodbye process. There wasn't this realization like that this life was coming to an end. It was like one day you're in this culture speaking this language with these friends and the next day literally on a flight overnight, you're now having to learn this language, befriend these new people, understand this whole different new culture and try to ingratiate yourself in it. And I'm really thankful for the experience. It taught me so much about myself. It taught me to adapt. How to, it taught me how to make friends. It taught me to be open to the world, to different perspectives. But throughout my life, it's made saying goodbye really difficult. And my family and I moved again when I was 13 and then moved again when I was 14. So there have been these different moves throughout, throughout my life. And as I grew into my late teenage years and became an adult... Every time I would say goodbye to a group of friends, again, it was this like, all right, see you later. I'm going to move to this city now and go to school here. See you later. Or I'm going to move to this place or, you know, like start this new job. See you later. And quite honestly, that scarred me. Those good, those goodbyes, quote unquote goodbyes scarred me because I never got to process them. I never got to understand what these different places and people meant to me and really embody it and then properly acknowledge that I'm leaving it. And before I came back into Yes Theory again, before I came back on camera here, before we started doing this podcast, <sighs> starting a, a year and a half ago, starting in Montreal, I would spend about six hours on my own at night in first in Montreal, then in Paris, then in New York and in my hometown, going to the different places that meant a lot to me, where I had specific memories, places that I never got to say bye to. So in Montreal, I went to my old college dorm, to my first apartment there, to the place where I started my first business, the restaurant that I used to work at, the top of the city. And in, in these different places, I would bring a flower, a dahlia, and in each place I would lay the dahlia down and just really think about what this place meant to me. And all these memories would start flooding back. And every time I would cry uncontrollably and the crying wasn't in the present moment the crying was for this past self that never got to grieve the goodbye but finally there was room to do it finally I was allowed to grieve and let it go grieve and let it go grieve and let it go so that it didn't exist in me so intensely anymore and every time I went to these different places and properly got to say goodbye I felt a little lighter I felt a little freer to the point where I felt ready to re-enter Yes Theory and essentially do the same thing here before I left rather than wait for some time down the line in the future where I'm, I have to revisit my time in Yes Theory and I, have to re and I have to say goodbye properly. 
Having learned what not saying goodbye properly did, I didn't want to make the same mistake again. I wanted to say goodbye to you guys in a way that felt true, in a way that acknowledged what happened here, in a way that acknowledged the friendship I had with Thomas, Amar, Tommy, everybody in the Yes Theory team. And that's in large part why I came back because I wanted to truly learn in the present moment how to say goodbye and how to say thank you. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, we can play a clip or two, but man, it got brutal. I feel like I've avoided sitting down with Thompson Amar and Tommy. Just really having a goodbye, like an official goodbye ceremony, if you want to call it a ceremony. I feel like I'm in full avoidance that this is happening. <sighs> because in a way, when you say goodbye to something, there's this part of your identity, this part of you that dies. And I know it sounds dramatic, but it's it's kind of true. Like there's this part of you that's shedding, that you're watching leave. And so many of us, myself included, for most of my life, want to turn away. We don't want to watch that quote unquote dying process. But there's beauty in that process. There, there's beauty in watching the letting go happen. That's been a large part of the purpose of this podcast. And it's the reason why we called it a going away party is because each person that I brought on, the purpose was to have an informal kind of goodbye, an acknowledgement of all the amazing things that happened and what we learned from each other. And man, each conversation I had was just meant so much to me. And when I look at all the people that I had on, that's my life. That's who I was. That's what changed me. That's what got me to this point. Those are the people. And I can finally say that by coming back here, by doing this, by being on camera with Yes Theory and going to Turkmenistan and China with the guys... I've learned not only how to say goodbye, but I've learned how essential and beautiful it is to do so. Because properly saying goodbye, as much as yes, it is a dying process, it's also an acknowledgement of all of the good. It's also a celebration. It's a ceremony for everything, for all of it. The good and the bad, the hard and the fun. Goodbyes used to be so scary to me, but now I know that it's just an evolution. It's simply an evolution and a coming into awareness of your own evolution, of where you were, where you are, and where you're going. <sighs> and I also got to, you know... <laughs> say goodbyes in other ways, not just with the podcast. Leading up to the book launch, we did meetups in London, LA, Paris, and even towards the end in Montreal. 
in Montreal. I mean, all of them were incredible. And Montreal was the last one. I got to do it with Darren. Des was there. We got to do a book reading together, Darren and I. There was this big dance party at the end. All of them had dance parties. And in Montreal, it was where it really cemented that I was saying goodbye to this community because I got to see them in person truly for the last time all together. I just want to say that this is actually the last meetup ever that I'm doing as part of the oh, yeah. You're going to make us cry right now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm also really grateful that I was with you guys in Montreal, uh, that I got to be with Darren here and Des and just had the whole team. So um, really appreciate you guys being here. It means the world to me. I love this community more than anything. So yeah, just the, the tour is coming to an end for the book stuff and uh, what better way to, to cap it off. So appreciate you. Oh. <laughs> okay, so after the meetup in Montreal, it was time for me to be on camera again with Yes Theory. And so as many of you know, I went to Turkmenistan and then China with Thomas, Stefan, Corey, and then in China, Darren met up with us and Yan, our new friend from China. Obviously, the episodes were incredible. I've talked about them on this podcast and how they changed my perspective of that whole country. China's is incredible. I, I will leave it at that. China's incredible. If you haven't seen the episodes, please go watch them. But there were moments in between the episodes when we would be in the hotel room where I would I would realize, like I would really come to this realization that this is the last series I'm doing as a part of Yes Theory on camera after eight years being here. And there was one moment in particular where I felt really sad and I felt the grief come up again. And instead of just laying in my hotel room by myself, I walked next door to Thomas and Stefan's room. Stefan opened it and he saw I was crying and we just kind of sat together and they held me as I just wept. I just wept and they asked me what was going on. And I just said, I felt, I feel so grateful. I feel so, I feel so grateful for everybody, for you guys, for having gotten me to this point, for inviting me in again, for allowing me to do this, to say goodbye in this way. I felt so grateful for yes theory as a philosophy for what it stands for in this world. I felt so grateful that I got to be a part of it. And I kid you not, as I was crying in their arms, it was a pretty cloudy day, and all of a sudden the sun just comes literally perfectly beaming down on the three of us at the edge of this bed. Just three grown men hugging each other and me crying in their arms and the sun just beautifully shining on us. And I, yeah, it was just one of those moments where, again, I felt so grateful that I was allowing myself to experience this, that I was allowing myself to go through this and that I was allowing myself to process this, not on my own, not in the future, but in the present moment with the people that I experienced these moments with. And then the final goodbye, the final thing that I wanted to do was to throw a final launch party for the book at the Yes House. 
And although Thomas, Tommy, Pedro, and a few others couldn't make it from the team, Amar led the charge with the team that was in LA, and some people from the team flew down to be part of the party. And I invited as many people as I could from my worlds, from the Yes Theory world, and brought them all together for this final going away party. Oh, and it was just incredible. I invited my spiritual coach, his name's Jim, to do like a stillness breathwork practice for us. And he did. And there was dancing and everybody got to talking and I got to celebrate myself again. And I got to allow myself to be celebrated and acknowledged. And Amar really enabled that to happen. Like he really wanted to make me feel seen. And instead of describing it in full, I wanted to show some of the clips from that as well. Right before the party started, I decided to go on um, just a sunset walk to reflect on this beautiful journey and really just zoom in and figure out what I, what is it that I want to tell Matt tonight. I had like the intention right by the Venice sign and I prayed and that I was like, I, I prayed for it to just come. And the next thing I heard was this guy that repeats twice, friendships are the best ships. Friendships are the best ships. <laughs> I've just been so blessed to be on the most amazing, prosperous, blessed ship that anyone could ask to be a part of. God knows what would have happened in my life if I didn't meet you at 21 years old. And you just looked me in the eye and you told me that you can pursue greatness. You are born to be great. And I think th the beautiful part is that that was so early. That was before any plans to ever make any videos or do any of that. And it was just on a human level, just another human seeing a human. There was no, we did not know what was going to come on the other side. And then the next day, the book launched. Matt's here. Matt's here. He's the Matt's here. Matt's here. And again, my team was there to celebrate with me. Uh, there was confetti and donuts and at 10 a.m. on Sunday, December 3rd, Talk to Strangers, my Yes Theory memoir released to the world. There were some hiccups along the way that day and it was really actually quite difficult to celebrate on that day because logistically there was so much going on that I couldn't really focus on like this moment, like what was actually happening, like that I'd worked so hard for this. Um, but over the coming days as the support and uh, the reviews and the orders started coming in, it really started to click like, holy shit, I did it. It's done. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> like that word kept coming up. That sentence kept coming up over and over and over and over again. I, was, I can't believe it. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Coming to the end of this, coming to the end of the book journey, the podcast journey, the goodbye journey. I just keep thinking about the ladybug. 
I keep thinking about how not only for me, but for all of us, there will be a moment or moments throughout our lives where we are that ladybug, where we land on a distant shore with a broken wing and we're convinced we're not going to be able to fly again. But with enough time, enough rest, enough work to heal, enough support around you, it's possible. It truly, truly is possible. I believe in that so much that I wanted to get this ladybug tattooed. So Des and Darren, who, as you know, have been instrumental in getting this book out to the world, knew about the ladybug story. And I told them that I wanted to get it tattooed and that I'd love for them to get it with me. And they agreed. And so back when we were in Montreal together, we, the three of us, decided to get a ladybug tattoo to represent this huge achievement, but also, more importantly, the incredible lesson that we each got from it of just being able to push through the difficult times to get to a place that you thought was genuinely impossible. Um, and so here's a little clip from our, uh, our little foray into a tattoo shop in Montreal of us getting our tattoos together. You going first? Yeah. Go get them. It's weird. It's very weird. It's cute. It's badass. <laughs> so we saw yours, and now we're going to get exactly that one. Aww. Yes. <laughs> I just drew it in two seconds. Which I think is honestly perfect. It, yeah. It means more to me that you yeah. drew You're it. all getting the same. Yeah. yeah. That's Aww. so cute. <laughs> 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 Oh, that is so cute. That is super cute. It's Matt's turn to get his hat. Last but not least, I'm so excited. Okay. I'm going to look so cool. You want to hold my hand? <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Cool. Cool. Well, I love it. Alrighty, so here it is. I don't know if you can see it. I got my ladybug tattoo. Drawn by Darren Emmer himself. And this is what I'm taking with me. She's coming with me wherever I go. And now it's time for me to wrap up this podcast, to wrap up this series, to wrap up my going away party. In this series, you've seen so many parts of me that I've never shown before. In this book that I've written, you've seen so many parts of me that I've never shown before. And I hope that you've gotten so much out of each episode or whichever ones you watched, even if it's just this one. I hope you received something from it. I hope you felt inspired in some way. And frankly, now that this is all coming to a beautiful end, I have no idea what's next. And I say that very, very candidly. I have no clue what I'm doing. I booked an Airbnb on the other side of the world starting in the beginning of January. I'm moving out of this incredible treehouse that I've lived in for a year and a half. I'm selling whatever I can from it, giving away whatever I can from it and just packing whatever I want, all the essentials into a suitcase and a backpack. And that is all that I'll own. After eight years with the S theory, this whole journey for me is coming to a close and I could not be more grateful I 
also cannot be more ready to start this new chapter of my life. I will definitely remain Yes Theory's biggest fan. I will also likely hop in an adventure once in a while, whenever I feel called to it. But if you're curious, I will be updating people about what I'm doing, what I'm learning, where I'm going with this wild life of mine on my newsletter. It's in the link in the description, mattdahlia.substack.com. So if you want to stay updated with me in my life, that's where you'll, that's where you'll get it. And uh, the other thing is, I want to mention this because it's something that's really important for me and that I would really appreciate it from you guys. If you're watching this, if you felt inspired by what you've watched here, if you've ordered the book and read the book or listened to the book or are planning on listening or reading the book, it would truly, truly, truly mean the world to me if you reviewed it on Amazon. The algorithm on Amazon really prioritizes reviews. So honestly, good or bad, it doesn't matter. So long as you're reviewing it, it's really important for the algorithm. And for me as a first-time author to have a lot of reviews on my book is game-changing. It's truly, truly life-changing. So I would appreciate that more than anything in the world. It literally takes 30 seconds. We'll leave a link in the description below, but also if you just type in Talk to Strangers by Matt Dahlia on Amazon and you just go to the book itself, it's easy to find the reviews and, and leave a review. So please, please do that. In order to create a little bit more of an incentive for you to do so, there are two podcasts that we haven't released that we've talked about before that are two of my favorite conversations I've actually ever had in my whole life. Uh, one of them is with my favorite YouTuber, Nathaniel Drew, one of my best friends. And the other one is with two of my other favorite YouTubers and my best friends, Colin and Samir, who many of you know. And that podcast, I mean, if there's anything that you need to feel inspired to create or build or get through a difficult time following your dream, that's the podcast for you. And that's why if we hit 500 reviews on Amazon for the book, Talk to Strangers, I'll release the Nathaniel Drew podcast on here as a bonus episode. And if we hit a thousand reviews for Talk to Strangers on Amazon, I will release the Colin and Samir podcast, which you definitely don't want to miss. So please go review if you can. And yeah, that's the last thing I'll leave you with. Follow me on the newsletter. Please review the book. And again, wow. We freaking did it! We freaking did it! We freaking did it! We freaking did it! Oh, I love you guys so much. More than words will ever be able to describe. This community has changed my life more than anything in the world. Thank you for showing up for me. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for believing in me. <sighs> Thank you for inspiring me. Hopefully down the line while I travel, I'll get to meet some of you. 
that would be a dream come true to bump into you guys and and go on adventures would be just epic um so i really look forward to that and i really look forward to whatever comes next so goodbyes are just beginnings they're worthy of celebrations and acknowledgments and we have done our work here and we have properly said goodbye to each other and celebrated everything that happened and now I get to start a new life and it's all on a blank page and it's going to be filled with so much color <sighs> yeah Alrighty, that is all. Love you all. <laughs>